Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I'm John. Joining me, I have Mo. Hey, everybody. And I have George. Hey, how's it going? So, we're all together now. Finally, we've been planning on launching our podcast. We've been doing our research. We've been doing our preparation. And here we are. We're all together now. Why did we want to do a podcast? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I was bored. I didn't have anything else to do today. <laughs> oh, that's good enough. No, we figure we, we I mean, hell, man, we talk all the time, <laughs> so we might as well do something with it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the same reason, kind of, that we launched, you know, our YouTube channel, Gen X Grown Up. I mean, for me, anyway. You know, it's, it's oh, absolutely it's always my philosophy is, you know, you know, I'm getting older. I was born in the late '60s, and I grew up in the '70s and '80s. And we've all talked about this—the fact that we had to get older, but we didn't have to like grow up or grow out of, you know, how we love pop culture and movies and games and TV and stuff. Oh yeah, I mean it's and it's and, cool how like stuff that all that stuff kind of reoccurring. I mean, look at like Star Wars and Star Trek and all these things are coming back around. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the remakes and reshoots and reimaginings and everything are coming back from when we were younger and had no money. So now they know we have yes, money. Right. So they're starting to redo yeah. all this stuff all over. That's again. right. <laughs> I, mean, not I know people my age and younger who act way older and grown up than I do. Yeah, they're boring. And none of us are like that. Oh, heck no. Well, well. <laughs> you know, I might be a little bit. Okay, Drone King. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with drones. Quit picking on me about drones. Uh, no. So, yeah, so that's it. So we'll, uh, we're going to talk about the stuff that we have loved, do love, continue to love. I mean, who would have thought that uh, right now we all have kids that are pretty much the age of this, all the stuff that we're going to be talking about? <laughs> yeah. Or, or older. Or yeah, older. Like they, that's right. Yeah, they've, they've already grown older than what we look at as nostalgia, probably. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> is Mo Gen X or is he? No, he is. is yeah. I'm not baby, like baby I am boomer. not baby boomer. No, 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 I am no, Gen that's X. Like 50s. Okay. That's like 50s. <laughs> I want to establish yeah. that right now. So I'm going to say Mo, Mo was born in 60. I was born in 69. I think George is the baby. I'm 71. 71. Yeah. There you go. I guess we were all, so we were all two, two years, years apart. apart. Is that what's going That's on? Right. Hey, John, but, you know, yeah. we look so much better than George. Well, he, <laughs> wow. He's got, listen, George has got city miles on him. <laughs> I can see how this is going to go right now. Post fruity pebble cereal now with grape flavor. Part of this nutritious breakfast. All right, so speaking of our YouTube channel, Gen X Grown Up, that spawned kind of this uh, audio companion. Uh, so, what's been going on on the channel lately? I know that uh, the thing that I was really excited about was we had the big two parter with the fact that I embarrassingly had never seen Blade Runner. Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Yeah, I know. No, it's, all, it's all better now. It's all yes, better it is. Now. He finally and, watched uh, it through, beginning to end. Yeah, apart. I don't. I was gonna say. I don't think he can make up for thirty years worth of not having seen that. That film. is a long time. Don't be too harsh. We'll find something you haven't seen, and then you'll want forgiveness. <laughs> part two of that's gonna drop. Have you ever days, asked, known me to ask for forgiveness? I don't know. Never. So part two in a couple of days. That's gonna drop. I know a lot of people are excited about that. Yeah, that's. that's uh, it was a lot of fun to make. Well, right? well, at least three people are excited about that. That's right. Us, so we'll see if anyone else is excited about it. That's right. Three. Yeah, and uh, so what else is in the pipeline? What are you guys working on? Uh, well, I'm doing a, a segment for like movies that people have missed. You know, we're going to do a movie called Colossal and just kind of talk about it. It came out a couple of years ago, so it should be interesting. I think it's something people need to see or should see. Okay, got it. So that's in pre-production? Awesome. Yep. Yeah, um, I've got the new Voyager uh, drone that I recently bought and do it a, did a flight test and review on. Voyager so that should be coming out in a little while. Drone King! <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Wait, he has another awesome, drone? How no. many drones do you have, dude? Um, hold on. <laughs> yeah, we'll, As of today, hold it's a drone intervention for George. <laughs> well, okay, so including the one that got gifted to me this past weekend, I hold on. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, wait, seven, eight, nine, hold on, or, oh, ten. All right. Uh, ten right hey, we're going to take a commercial break while George counts his drones. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, we're at ten right now, but these are these are all the, you know, pre-built, ready to go straight out of the package drones. The next project after this last review will be um, that one that I want to build, the racing drone. Oh, you have to build that from scratch? Uh, yeah, I'm going to build it from scratch. Nice. There's um, a lot of good channels out there that I like, and um, I found one that gives a part list where I can do the entire drone, um, the goggles for the first-person view, and the controller for $200 total. Holy cow. And you're awesome. going to cover all that on GXG, right? Yep. Awesome. That'll all go to GXG? Absolutely. Oh, we've got a, also got a couple of uh, GXG plays in the works, I know. I know we uh, got together and we played some uh, Ticket to Ride, that classic board game. We played that oh, on yeah. Steam. Great board game. Yep, that's, that's a great channel. So, so remember, we've always got new content that drops at least every uh, twice a week. So you can always count on content at least every Tuesday and Saturday, and then plus whenever else we decide to drop stuff. But we have a constant schedule you'll be able to rely on. A lot of good stuff in the pipeline. Yeah, it's nice to be able to have a wide variety of things. So that way, it's the channel's not just one thing. Like it's not just drones. Although that would be a yes. really cool. Drone thing. George King. Be, it drones all <laughs> every day, all day, all drones. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> You're listening to George TV. Yeah. Uh. Ow, my balls. <laughs> oh, you know, another thing is that we, if, you know, assuming that people actually listen to this, you know, I think we, sh- you know, we're open for suggestions, right? You're making quite a leap in uh, trust. I know. I'm assuming that at least one of we each have at least one other friend that'll listen to this. So, so yeah. Here's the, here's, the, here's the thing the fact that there are only going to be four people listening to this, and we're three of them. If if someone well, if someone makes a suggestion, they have our undivided attention. That's right. <laughs> we will personally answer that request. That's right. When you make a better learning toy, it speaks for itself. So hey guys, man, what you guys been watching? Uh, have you guys uh, any of you seen Expanse yet? I think you could catch the first season on um, Amazon Prime. Yeah, no, I've. I've been watching it every week on regular television. Yes. Believe it or not. Yeah, no, really. Is that on Sci-Fi? Who's running that? It's a uh, yeah Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, I. You know, so I I tried to watch the first couple of episodes, and it looked like a like a really dark Babylon Five. <laughs> yeah, I, I, get I, that. I can give yeah. you that. I mean, Babylon Five was dark itself, though. Really, I mean, that was what made Babylon Five different from Star Trek. Uh, it was, but it was, I mean, as dark as B Five was over Trek, I found Expanse to be twice again dark beyond Babylon Five. It was just really kind of drudge, and the I don't know something about it didn't grab me. So, what are you finding in it that's that's good? I just like the uh, well. I mean, I think that this you know the whole storyline just. It, I mean, it's trying to make itself like more realistic than normal science fiction. Like, there's no artificial gravity. Okay. There's none of that that kind of stuff. And where when spaceships are actually fighting in this thing, you know, they shoot missiles at each other, and you're talking like twenty, thirty minutes until they connect. You know, oh. Because of distances. You know, I mean, these things like, are just like, so like big. ICBM type stuff. So. Right. Yeah. It feels it feels more technically accurate than some of the stuff from when we were younger. Does that technical accuracy like drain any of the excitement out or do Actually, they find I think other it ways makes it cooler. To... Um, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean like yeah. there's one part where they're, like they're they're in a firefight, right? And the guys their mechanic is trying to fix one of their engines out. And so the guy's like, look, I need to do this hygiene maneuver to get out of it. And the guy's like, you'll smear them across the wall if you do that. You know? 
Um, you know what I mean? Like that kind of realism. Like, you know, we can't do this maneuver because this guy's not strapped down, so he'll go flying across the ship and die. So, so, so it actually like, adds is this, to it. Is this one of your must-watch shows? Like, do you, is this what you absolutely do? You want for it to so. come out? Or? Personally, I think yeah. so because I, I, I mean, I'm hooked on this thing. I don't know about you, George. You like this one too? Oh, absolutely. I'm totally 100 percent there. Like I said, I watch this one as it comes out. This is not one of the ones that I record five or six shows and then binge hmm. watch it because it's okay. not you know something that I have to watch. Along with um, Walking Dead and a couple other shows this is one of those that I have to watch the minute it comes out so if this is something I want to get into like how deep how deep are we it's a, seasons, I mean, this is the second uh, season is it okay yeah they just finished up the second season so you're not too far behind and the seasons aren't like 30 episodes no, I think like 12 I've got an international business trip coming up so maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll try to catch up on a little bit. George, man, what have you been up to? Um, well, I've actually been pulling stuff out of mothballs, out of um, you know, just going through some old boxes and everything. I actually came across some of my old uh, book and record collection. I don't know if you guys had those when you were young. <laughs> oh, no, did I have those? But, <laughs> yeah, you know, like uh, kind of like those power record things that you and I have talked about before, John. Uh, those kind of things. I miss my power records. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I had completely forgotten about this one, and it was Peter Pan Records, yep. <laughs> and it's The Adventures of G.I. Joe. Wow. Now, Do you still have the? Now, not, is the record there too? You have the record? No, I still have the record. I have the book, although the book is, you know, markedly worse for mm-hmm. wear, considering it's. I think. Uh, let's see. I was going to look for the copyright. Nineteen seventy-five. That that's right. right. Was it like a forty-five? I mean, no. That that's no, the big it's thirty-three. A 30, really? Right? It's a cow. I wanted to digitize the album before you know it degrades too far. I mean. I'm sure I can probably find somewhere online, you know, pictures of the pages, you know, PDF form or picture something. Pages, but picture pages, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when G.I. Joe back then, it wasn't a group of Joes. It was one oh, guy. Yeah. It, was, it was Joe. It was G.I. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. That was it. Hey, you, and, you know, now it's the big group of them with Snake Eyes and all the, you know, Duke and whoever else. I don't know who's in it I don't it know now. if you were planning on it, but, but, like, uh, like I might like to see the process of, uh, like, the challenges and the success you go through capturing that, like digitizing it and yeah. cleaning up the audio and... You know, you get like yeah, man. You get like okay. yeah, the pages can, and stuff. I mean, what are you doing if you're gonna if you're gonna you're you're salvaging this thing out of mothballs, like you said? So, like, what's the process? What are you doing? I, I think that's cool. I, I think it's it totally was, something you should do, man. I think that'd be interesting. Okay, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, if for nothing else, if I can get it digitized and we can play it out just so you can hear some of the wonderful '70s voice acting oh, compared oh, yeah. to Those what they do today. Records are so good. It's like a radio show. <laughs> it's not just when Tinkerbell rings her bell like this. Like it's a cast. I love those things. Right. Oh, God. Well, and that's yeah. There's definitely a cast in this yeah. story. I mean, there and there's there's not just with these giant thirty-three and a thirds. It's not just one story. There were actually mm-hmm. three stories in yeah, it. I hope so. so what? I've been watching a new show on TV, mm-hmm. um, and I know I'm not the only one, because I think, George, you told me about this. There's that new, uh, I don't even know what channel it's on, because I've cut the wire so long ago, but it's called Room 101. It's an anthology show. No, no, no. What was it? 104. 104. 104. 104. It. It's an, I think it's an HBO yeah, it show. It's like if you put uh, The Twilight Zone, and Amazing Stories, and uh, Tales from the Crypt, and you put it in a blender... And you, and you pour it into a glass, like you might have Room 104. So I thought it was going to be a horror anthology. Right. I watched the first one, and I said, oh, horror anthology. Got it. And <laughs> it was kind of like, it was like a Twilight zone thing. Right. And the second one mm-hmm. had nothing paranormal to it. It had this cool twist. It was all character-driven. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it, like, it, wasn't, it wasn't even a crypt kind of thing. So the grabber for me in this that I didn't get until I saw the second one is, 
every episode takes place in this one hotel room. Right. And like you never see outside, you see the the door outside of the door, and that's it. And everything takes place in the same room, room 104 of this random hotel that is unnamed. And it's yep. really, it's intriguing. Yeah, the cameras never venture outside the room. Right, They're ever. always inside the yeah, room. Yeah, there's one shot of the door you knock on, and then beyond that, the camera's forever in the room, and everything takes place inside. People come in and out, but uh, it's really interesting. It's a neat take. I know they're slated for 12 episodes so far. It's just the common thread is that room. It's kind of yeah. neat. Let me tell you, I mean, I I mean, yeah. I like the show, but I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sold on it yet. Yeah, okay. It's, I mean, yeah, and he said, I want to get, I mean, I'm trying to give it some more you know, give it some time here because, you know, like I said, I think it's creative, right? It's different, you know, which is hard to find these days. And, yeah. but the thing is like some of the stories, I'm like, it's not a sequel. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> is the stories, I mean, are they just being clever to try to be clever kind of thing? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's, it's like, clever for its own sake. Yeah, exactly. And well, the last episode, yeah, I, I mean, that's kind of the way things have gone now, right? In today's media, every, everybody's trying to be clever for being clever sake. That's kind of, what's come out of say you know like the kevin smith genre you know like when you started talking about all the dialogue and snappy wit and everything no i agree i agree it's just like i'm waiting to see where it goes like you said like the stomachs like a couple of the stories like the the pizza boy guy you know that one you know Uh i i thought Mm -hmm. that was probably the best of the three so far that i saw i agree absolutely um you know i just like you know i thought it was interesting and then the ending and the way you're like wow that was expecting and it seemed like it all led up to that ending which i liked it did yeah it was great yeah. it was quite it was a, it was a twist it that felt I, like I, a complete story it did. yeah i would not have seen it coming so let's go around for me i'm gonna stick with it i'm gonna give it a shot i think it it, it already is interesting to me i haven't been disappointed at all uh george what about you you gonna stick with it yeah i'm gonna finish out this season okay. and then i'll evaluate from all right there. yep I, i'm along with george you know i think it's worth watching a season since they're short episodes too so yeah. it's not like a huge investment of time um and sure. just hopefully see where it kind of goes to see if it kind of develops into a good story hey george you know me and john went to go see a movie last weekend no we didn't yeah we did we have to admit it no we saw something okay wow. i don't know if it was a movie it was a visual experience how about that <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that okay so what did you guys go see? i sat i ate snow caps and i watched light dancing on a silver screen yeah is it a movie mm, debatable were you were you at a planetarium or a <laughs> no, I, no? I wish it was a planetarium. No, we went and saw Valerian. <sighs> oh, okay. Well, now that's okay. That's kind of up my alley. It's based on a good comic uh, book. Uh, You're right. It is based on something. I mean, for a movie like this, first off, the director, Fifth Element, you know, the professional. I mean, amazing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And right. he, uh, this one, I actually got, I was bored. Yeah. I was really? actually, oh God. parts of it, I, I was bored. I was looking at my watch like, oh my God, how much longer is this movie? I had no expectation of doing anything for our YouTube channel for this, but I got home from this thing and <laughs> I've got, I have got to get this off my chest. I went out and I filmed a walk and talk and I edited it that day because it's still in the theaters and I need to protect people from exposing themselves to this. I know. It takes, <laughs> wow. it takes the guys of a movie. strongly I mean, about it? it. John's it's, saying it so, felt more like um, an unburdening than a movie review. <laughs> I mean, it was... <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. George, you're right. It's based on great source material and I yeah. say in the video on YouTube mm-hmm. that you could check it. I'll put the show notes down below so you can, you can take a look at it if you're interested. But the summary for me is that it would have been fine if it was a bad movie, but it wasn't. It was a great movie that failed at everything it tried and ended up being just a bucket of missed opportunities. Yeah. It's, that's oh, that's really a bad and movie the lands to me. of a thousand missed opportunities. It is. It's everything it could have been. It failed at. It had a great director. It had a huge budget. It had casting, apparently, 
the okay, that, chose that, to not cast valid people. The problem. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying it had casting. I didn't had a good cast. I that said they casting. had a casting coordinator who they who they paid. <laughs> they had somebody whose Some, job it was, was to pick people. somebody to be in the they film. They had, I mean, they had Rihanna in there. They had Ethan Hawke in there. Both wasted. You know, totally not wasted. Rihanna's a really. I was going to say they're both pretty. I mean, that's right. That kind they, of wasted. they were the brightest spots in this movie. They were, and they were bit parts. Yeah, and they were so, not big parts. They, uh, yeah. So, so John, okay, yeah. on your video, I know people are gonna watch it, but you got to share that one. Like, what did you? The term you came up with for a guy who's had amazing movies and then suddenly just craps out. Oh yeah, I said, Luke Besson, <laughs> you've absolutely pulled a Shyamalan. He pulled a Shyamalan. Yeah, <laughs> right. He pulled you know, a Shyamalan. If, 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 if listen, if the if the fifth element was his sixth sense, then this is his last airbender. Yes, it is. <laughs> this wow. is his last airbender. Oh, that's hard. It, it is. It, it, it would have been okay if it was just kind of fell short because it was great, but it had some holes in it. Yep. And the worst part to me so is... I was going to say, I guess I need money. to keep my 15 or $20. Yeah, yeah I would. You spend I that would much wait. money on something, the studios are going to be a gun shy to spend money on other cool ideas because this misfire has cost them so much. And that costs all of us what cool things we might get, but we're not going to get because of how crappy Valerian turned out. Well, now, so let me ask this question, and because it's based in comic books, which is kind of my genre right now. I've been getting back into them. Do you think that this is going to hurt the current trend of making comic books into films? I mean, I know we've got the Marvel and DC stuff. Is this going to start making the... The majority of people who see this don't don't know. They know it's based on a comic, but they're not familiar with that comic. It's mostly a European comic, right? Yeah, it is an off comic. It's not one of the main two. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Actually, what's interesting is I was at my job uh, we have a guy that works there that he's actually from France and he was a big collector of Valerian comics so I mm. asked him what he thought okay. of the movie and he's like you know he says it was okay because he knew like a lot of the backstory and like his brain filled in a lot of those gaps that were in the movie what he didn't like about it he says in a comic book the two main characters are adults you know they're, they're not younger kids like the way they had them in the movie mm-hmm. and he said that also like the main male character Valerian he's really kind of a jerk you know um, in the comic book, but that's part. But that's right. part of his charm. Yeah. You know that he's well, just kind of a kind they of. They nailed ass. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, so they got that part right. But they got to do it in a charming way, not an annoying way. Yeah. No, he was just a punk. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Uh, so you probably want to see because visually it was awesome. I mean, visually. No, so I'll, I'll say this. So George, you haven't seen it yet. So if no, so listen. No. So if you're caught up on all your TV shows and there's nothing good on YouTube and it's raining outside, read a book. Wow. <laughs> Don't watch this movie. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Mo, we're not going to get a Griffin yeah. movie. <laughs> no. We should add, that would be cool, though. That would be spectacular. That would be cool. <laughs> or a mage movie, but okay. Anyway. All right. There's anyway. New, onward, onward and upward, there's better media coming out in the following weeks, so hopefully we'll see something that'll get that taste out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my slime will overpower you. All right, so has anybody been looking at anything in the tech side of things, in the tech industry, any new tech toys or anything that anybody's been playing around with? Yeah, so I have. So, I, uh, so I've been looking at, like, I looked at the Amazon show on Amazon, but that hasn't grabbed me yet. But I'm always trolling, like, Kickstarter. And uh, one of the GXG YouTube channel uh, subscribers, Cameron, he fired me a, a message, and he said, you got to take a look at this all-controller on Kickstarter. I'll put a link to the Kickstarter pit down in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this thing is... I backed for uh, I just want to say it was like uh, it was like a hundred bucks Canadian, so it was like uh, fifteen cents U.S. or something. It was, <laughs> no, it was, it was probably I think it was like sixty bucks. See that, that all that metric money just confuses you. 
That's right. Yeah, metric money. You know, so I don't, metric money. Right? So I know, yeah. fan of the show, uh, Dave. He listens to uh, our videos and our podcast while he's working out. So he's a Canadian. So he's gonna love that I just bashed his currency. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, but so did you see the video? Did you guys take a look at it? Yeah, I did. It I looked, did. It yeah, looked, yeah. Very, I was interested in that. It, it looked interesting. Yeah, it's, I mean, I've seen other things like it, but you know, they like call Steve it the controller. all controller because it controls lots of different things. But the cooler thing to right. me, like I said in the video, uh, is that you could do all that configuration on the little LCD screen. So, you know, who hasn't bought a controller and plugged it in and the and you can't adjust the dead zone or you can't remap the left trigger to the right button or whatever. You could do all that inside of the hardware. So before the signal leaves the controller in your hand, it's already tuned to do exactly what you want to do on its way to the receiver. Uh, so putting all that in the front end, and then you can, and his profile. So if you have a profile for Mortal Kombat, and you have a profile for Street Fighter, or you have a profile for playing, you know, uh, Catan or Ticket to Ride or whatever. Uh, and I say Ticket to Ride, which is a keyboard and mouse thing, but you could map uh, one stick to be the mouse and one stick to do certain keystrokes or whatever. So you could actually map the keyboard and mouse to it also. And with all these distinct profiles, that's kind of, it was attractive to me. And I'm... Uh, it's still the backing phase, so we'll see. Yeah. I mean, say, like, because, um, you know, we got the Steam controller, which is also supposed to be, like, a universal <laughs> controller kind yeah. of thing. But yeah. one thing I liked about the one that you reviewed was that it had two joysticks on it. Yeah. Which I think is a big deal, <laughs> personally. Yeah. Hey, the other thing that the one of their stretch goals, I don't know if you noticed that the joysticks are in a DualShock layout, but they're going to put an option of having an Xbox layout, which means the left stick is up higher and the D-pad is down lower, so they're actually... Uh, they're not straight across from each other. Like on a DualShock, you have the left stick higher and the right stick lower, which is a little more natural for people that have been doing Xbox, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would make a big difference for me because all I've really used when it comes to those type of controllers is the Xbox styles. I haven't yeah. ever had a PlayStation. Yeah, I could do both, but I find that the fact that they listen to people ahead of time and say, you know what, you're right, we're going to make a DualShock option, and it's uh, if you choose that when it's uh, backed, then as long as they meet their goal, then they'll let you choose between the side-by-side or the or DualShock or the Xbox kind of layout which i think is that's the cool thing about crowdfunding right yeah i mean it's said you you're rolling the dice a little bit right but i it, am but yeah, it's still yeah, but, you know we'll see what happens right yeah i'm not one to shy away from wasting money on cool technology then turns out to be a bust but hopefully this won't be one of those <laughs> <laughs> so would they have an estimated delivery yet uh, I don't remember. I want to say it's the end of the year or something, but that that sounds really near. When it, whenever it does come out, for sure, well, I'll cover it on Gen X Grown Up. We'll have a unboxing and a review. We'll take a look at how the configuration works. Uh, I'm excited to try it. I'll add it to my my arsenal. Yeah, I may I may back this. I mean, this sounds interesting. Yep. From the masters of the universe, you put it together. Action figures each sold separately from Mattel. All right. So gaming is a big part of our lives. Anybody been uh, playing anything interesting? Uh, well, uh, so I'm always hunting around for deals on games because I can't necessarily afford, you know, ten games, sixty dollars a piece all the time. You know, buying two or three a week. I would, you know, my wife would never allow that. So <laughs> the way I've found to sneak around that is to find out things um, online like Humble Bundle. So mm-hmm. this was something, John, you know, you showed it to me a couple of years ago. 
I guess it was. Yeah, when you first switched over to Steam. Yeah, yeah. right, because I had been just a console guy for a long time. I had started out as a PC guy back in the day, and then I switched over to consoles oh, yeah. with the Xbox 360, and I think we still have five or six Xbox 360s in the house, something like that. <laughs> um, you know, we have one in every room, and the boys all had them. It was just ridiculous. But I got really disillusioned when the Xbox One came out because it wasn't backwards compatible for the Xbox 360 games, and that really kind of irritated me because I had this huge live that I couldn't play on the new platform. So I said, you know what? I'm not buying another one. And that's when you told me about Steam and Humble Bundle. I had heard of Steam, but I didn't really know much about it. Um, Mm -hmm. I was really surprised at the deals that you can find with things like Humble Bundle. I mean, they're huge. Yeah, it's wonderful. I I think now I have something like 300 games licensed in Steam now. (laughs) It's a ridiculous... I only have probably 30 or 40 installed, but... And you've played four of them. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and only when somebody's asked me to. So that, that that's kind of the so you're right those those bundles and it's not just humble bundle there's several sites out there that do this kind of bundling thing yeah there's a whole and bunch of probably them. yeah nine times out of ten it's a bunch of smaller lesser known indie games right. once with, in a while with, you'll with get one a, little like one game that's going to catch your attention yeah yeah but it's still it gets you exposure to uh, something that you might have otherwise not seen now mm-hmm. granted you might never get around to playing it but if you do if you want to play something I'll go through my list of Steam games and I'll go. Oh, here's this thing that I got out of a humble bundle two mm-hmm. years ago, and I've never even installed, <laughs> but it's got a, a cute picture of a pixel guy. Let's take a look. Now, it might be crap that I played for five minutes, or it might be something that I actually spend an hour or two on, but well, that's, in the end, yeah, you, I mean, you, I think you paid it was, a nickel for it. It's the other great thing about yeah. Steam and yeah. those things. You don't have to drive to a store. You don't have Just to all the digital delivery. wait for um, Gamefly or somebody to send a disc to you or anything like that. Yeah, And if you're... PC, you know, if it gets a little long in the tooth, it can't play the new games anymore, and so you need to upgrade. No problem. Steam keeps all your stuff out there. You know, you don't That's have to. That's the best part. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you know, you just reinstall it on your new system, but all your save points, if they were save points in the cloud, they're still there. I do want to point out one thing because we've only talked about what we can get out of it. Humble Bundle is something unique, and I want to give them a little bit of, uh, I guess, props or whatever, shout out. Um, they actually donate a lot of the proceeds that go on the sales to different charities. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can decide when you purchase the product or the bundle, you can decide how much of that money goes to charity and how much of it goes to them. If you don't want them to get anything, you can you can send it all to the charity. They're fine with that. So mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure they have some kind of deal where they work it out with whoever it is providing the licenses for that particular game that, hey, this is for charity, so... You know, they work out some and kind of deal. And don't they do more than just games? So they do like ebooks and stuff too, they right? They do. And I've I've gotten a lot of stuff on their book bundles. They um they have a lot of great ebooks, a lot of great stuff for um uh, the maker series. I've been getting a lot of those magazines, comic books. They've done a lot of those. Well, we guys, we definitely should throw a, like we'll throw a link on below the uh, the podcast, right, or show notes or something. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes down below. So down below this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, uh, we'll link to Humble Bundle. You can go there and take a look. I mean, it's it's great deals on media, but yeah. it's also, you know, often worthy causes. So it's a win-win-win-win-win. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So the other thing I want to talk about that we've been playing is uh, oddly something I haven't played yet, but just just the other day, George said, hey, this thing is out. Remember when we did the uh, Gen X Grown Up plays of Nidhogg? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yes. So the second one came out. Oh, uh, George dropped me a line and said, the second one is out. It's a very different graphic style. They've added some stuff, but I bought it. And I downloaded it today. I'm ready to play it. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, and, crap. Uh, I'll we, have to grab we've it got, We've got to do another plays on that. I think it's... Uh, I'm holding off playing it until we can play it together on cam. I think it's going to be fun. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun 
beating the living crap out of George yeah. in the first one. So. Yeah, that was so much fun. Oh, wow. I, I tell you what, they, it, it was a lot of fun to watch. Oh, look at well. that. I just accidentally <laughs> deleted Nidhogg 2 and Nidhogg 1 from my Steam library. How did that happen? Well, hey, good thing, I'll gift it to you. But I'll good thing it with Steam, you. it's still there. You can always reinstall you it. You can download it again. The license is there. Oh, You're in luck. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's another Rage Resume. Yeah. So, is Nid- <laughs> so um, Nidhogg 2, I mean, what kind of, how would you describe it as a game? Like, what is it? So, so, so Nidhogg 1, I would, it hasn't changed a lot in mechanics. Nidhogg 1 was a very pixelated, 8-bit looking. Goal was you fence with someone to get to the other side of about 10 screens and you're fencing with them, and they want to get to the other side of the 10 screen. And it's a side-scroller, if I remember when I saw the yeah, video. Yeah, it's a side-scroller. It's a uh-huh. side-scroller, and you're with swords. And uh, now they've just kind of, they've upped. It's still kind of pixely, but I would call it like a 16-bit look. It's more uh, kind of SNES-looking than it is, you know, like, uh, like NES-looking. The first one, I would even go, like, Commodore 64-looking. But it's still, I mean, they've added the daggers, they've added bow and arrow, but it's still just one-on-one, you trying to stab the guts out of somebody so that you can run past them to get to the other end of the screen. Oh, wait, I saw you it's, doing that a lot to George in the playthrough that you guys did. I did that a lot to him. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. <laughs> I would go, ha-ha, and he would bleed and fall. Yeah. I, I believe my line in that was, let's play this game every day. Yeah. It's that much fun. And somehow <laughs> and I've been busy every time you've asked. He hasn't played with me again, oddly enough. I just thought of that. <laughs> George. Teddy Ruxpin, the world's first animated storytelling toy. We're going to do this podcast every two weeks. So we got this yep. one coming out. Two Thursdays from now, we're going to do another one. Mm-hmm. What things are you looking forward to that's going to take place or happen or you're going to play or see in the two weeks between now when we talk again? Oh, I, I got one right off the bat. Okay, Do it. Defenders. Yep, there you go. Nice. Defenders oh, Netflix is, Marvel thing. That's yeah. right. Uh, let me tell you, I, I mean, I know a lot of people were kind of iffy about some of the Netflix Marvel shows they did. I'm but not. Honestly, I like I all loved, of them. I loved all. Me too. I loved yeah. all of them. Iron Fist was meh. The others I really liked. I mean, I liked Iron Fist too. I, I, I like the I mean, Iron Fist better than um, Luke Cage, actually. Really? I don't know yeah. if I go that far. But I did. I, did I enjoyed like it. it more. I didn't even, like, I still have two episodes of Luke Cage to go. Uh, but, all right. So for the people that don't know what we're talking about, Mo, explain what the hell's going on with Netflix and what's a Defender. Oh, sure. So, you know, Netflix and Marvel have this deal, right? Where basically, like, Marvel has the whole movie thing going on, and mm-hmm. Netflix actually is creating kind of like episodic, you know, shows featuring some of the. I, I hesitate to call them smaller characters, but they are. These aren't the heroes that save the world. These are the ones that protect the neighborhood. Okay. Um, that kind of thing. So you got like Daredevil and Power Man and Iron Fist and Jessica Jones. And I remember as a kid watching Defenders was one of my favorite comic books because these were all people who normally were like individuals that were not part of any other team. They're they all would, kind of antisocial, aren't they? Yeah, they don't exactly. Get along, they, they don't, don't like, play well with others. Yeah, they don't <laughs> like working with other people, but they threw them together as defenders for something that was kind of bigger than they were that they needed help uh-huh. with. And so I always really liked it because, again, I, I don't know, maybe it's just the fact that it's not the the Spider-Man and X-Men. You know, it, it's the, the people who have, like, real lives and have to, like, earn money to pay rent <laughs> as well as... So is as, it fair to say that Netflix has been, like, like building toward kind of like a Avengers-type team-up now? Yep. They did the individual series. And is Defenders a movie, or is it another series? Or uh, what no, are they it's doing? another series. I think it's 12 okay. episodes they're going to do. Um, Sounds the right. First, yep. The first one is coming out August 18th. 
So okay. it's going to be fairly soon. And of course, they're going to drop all the episodes at one time, which is another thing I love about it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's uh, helpful. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I tell you, I, I'm very excited about this because, you know, just, I mean, I say I like them individually and just hopefully that the writing is just as good on this one because I think the interaction is going to be entertaining as hell. Get a lot of antisocials together and uh, who knows? And, and, and hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh man! So you know the uh, there's going to be a huge challenge the next time we report this record this podcast. Uh, I'm going to be literally the other side of the planet from you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be 12 hours away, 12 time zones off, and we found a time that's the night for me and the day for you. And so I've never done anything quite like that. I've always kind of all the media I've created has kind of been solo and in a bubble. Yeah. And uh, and the podcast is is just launching that has been fun. But I'm kind of looking forward to the logistics of how's the offset delay going to be on our audio or you know. So <laughs> the point is neither rain nor sleet nor being 12 time zones away is going to stop us from delivering another podcast to you in two weeks. Absolutely. Yep, we're here. And, I mean, and just here's the thing about that, though. Just think, like, when we were kids or something, this would be impossible. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There'd be no way of doing this. No, because before yeah. we were we holding up do... paper cups and had string going between them. <laughs> right? Oh, you had paper you know, cups? We only had smoke signals. <laughs> the closest we could do is we could all gather around in the same room around my realistic cassette player push record and talk about something and then maybe we could pass that tape around to two friends yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and i don't but think very like, many people were doing that back then no i don't i don't think no. so i don't think we had uh, cassette cast <laughs> <laughs> we should have man why did we think of it i don't know the patent patent pending, patent pending. Patent pending. <laughs> <laughs> what's it like to play the nintendo entertainment system so, guys, this has been a lot of fun. Um, we've talked about a lot of stuff during this episode. We need to make sure that everybody has the show notes down below, that we put all of the different uh, links and everything that we've talked about during the show in the show notes so that everybody can go and search out the things that we love and that we talked about today. Yep, they'll all be down there. Hey, also, don't forget, you know, if you're listening and you like what you hear, which how could you not, right? You should make sure you subscribe to us. Um, inconceivable. <laughs> inconceivable. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us with uh, whatever podcast aggregator you have, whether it's Stitcher or Pocket Cast or Google mm-hmm. Play or any of those, um, and iTunes, all of that. So please make sure you well, go course, there yeah. and subscribe. Yeah, speaking of iTunes, listen, apparently I've been told in this vast world of podcasts, it can really help if you'll go and give us a review in iTunes. If you like what you heard and you say that, that's kind of like the YouTube algorithm. That'll help drive us to the top. Enough people say they like what they're hearing in iTunes, it helps more people discover it, and that would be a great favor for us. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, so if the four of us do it, then you think that's, that's enough? We'll have four. The three of us and the one listener. That's it. The three of us and the one listener. Thank you, right. one listener. Thank you. And, you know, just in case there is more than just the one listener who already knows us, <laughs> if you guys want to find out, <laughs> kind of a if you guys want to tell us anything or let us know some suggestions or some topics, drop us a line via email at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Sounds good. So, oh, also, don't forget about our YouTube, right? So, please visit us on we our have a YouTube. YouTube channel. Yeah, well, we do a YouTube channel. Kind of what we started with. Since, since that's when? Right. That's right. So, yeah, nobody please. tells me anything. You just got through talking about it. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, so please visit us on YouTube or or check us out at our website, right? GenXGrownUp.com. That's right. We're everywhere you want to be. That's right. We got it all covered. <laughs> And some places you don't want us to be. That's fair. Okay, that's true. <laughs> All right. So, guys, thanks a lot for getting together. George, hey. Mo, I appreciate it. Oh, of course, man. It was a lot of fun. And all one of you who listened to the show. Thank you. Thanks, and we'll all talk again in two weeks. Sounds great, guys. No life, no
I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.